Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is True Crime Psychology and Personality, where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in counselor education and supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I analyze the case of Sabrina Henley? First, I'll look at the background of this case, move to the timeline of the incident, and offer my analysis. Sabrina and Mark Henley were a married couple who lived in Riverview, Florida, which is near Tampa. Sabrina was a U.S. postal carrier, and Mark was in the National Guard. There was a history of domestic violence in their relationship. Allegedly, Mark routinely engaged in physical and verbal mistreatment of Sabrina. On one occasion, Mark allegedly choked Sabrina to such an extent she passed out. In February of 2016, Sabrina was treated at a hospital for a head injury. She initially said that she fell, but later indicated that her husband, Mark, performed a leg sweep on her, like the martial arts move. Now moving to the timeline of the incident. During the evening of May 26, 2018, 40-year-old Sabrina and her 51-year-old husband, Mark, at a pool party at their house. A number of other people were at the house that evening, including the couple's two daughters, ages six and eight, a neighbor named Laura Politz, it appears as though her children were also there for part of the evening, and Sabrina's father, Mike Irwin, who was living in the house temporarily because Mark was scheduled to go on duty with the National Guard. Mark was going to be going from home for a while, therefore Mike intended on helping Sabrina take care of their two daughters in Mark's absence. During the pool party, Mark consumed quite a bit of vodka. Later, it was determined his blood alcohol level was 0.16, which was twice the legal limit for operating a motor vehicle in Florida. There were empty bottles of liquor all over the kitchen and near the swimming pool in the backyard. Sabrina Henley was also intoxicated. Mark had been engaging in what was described as horseplay. He pushed Laura into the swimming pool and almost drowned her. Sabrina tried to stop him, but Mark pushed her into the pool as well. Mark went into the house and retrieved a large, military-style knife. He held the knife up to Sabrina's throat. She responded by telling him to stop. Later, Sabrina ran from the pool to the driveway and hid behind a motor vehicle. Mark followed Sabrina to the driveway and brought her back inside the residence. Laura decided to take her children home. Before she left, she told Mike Irwin to, quote, watch those two because something bad was going to happen, unquote. The two she was referencing would be Sabrina and Mark. At about midnight, now on May 27, Mark Henley and Sabrina's father, Mike Irwin, entered into an argument in Mike's bedroom. Mark pushed Sabrina's father to the floor, 
as well as punching and choking him. Mark mentions something about getting his gun from his bedroom. When Mark walked away, Mike Irwin called 911. This was at 12.04 a.m. Mike told the operator that he was not injured and that Mark Henley was just being a blank. The blank is a word that rhymes with class, something noticeably absent with Mark Henley. Mike did not mention anything about being in danger, and his voice was calm. He did, however, tell the operator about Mark saying something about getting a gun from the bedroom. The fight between Mark and Sabrina's father led to Sabrina confronting Mark in the couple's bedroom, so the bedroom that was used by Mark and Sabrina. She demanded that Mark apologize to her father, but Mark refused. The large knife that Mark had been holding earlier was on the bed. In addition, there was a pistol, a magazine, and a holster on the bed. Sabrina grabbed the pistol and shot Mark one time. The bullet struck Mark in the upper back near his arm and exited his chest. Mike and Laura ran into the bedroom and saw Sabrina holding the pistol. Sources did not specify how Laura came to be in the house, if she had left earlier to take her children home. Perhaps she came back afterward. Either way, she was there at this time and saw Sabrina with the gun in her hand. Mike called 911 for a second time at 12.14 a.m. The police were already on the way from the call he had placed 10 minutes earlier. The police arrived to the Henley residence. They found that Sabrina was wearing a two-piece bikini, presumably because of the pool party. Sabrina admitted that she shot Mark, although there really wasn't much of a mystery considering the evidence. The police took photographs of Sabrina's father, Mike, which showed that he had a number of scratches and red marks on his body. This corroborated Mike's story that Mark had attacked him. Mark Henley was transported to a local hospital. He did not survive the gunshot wound. Sabrina was interviewed at the police station a few hours later. Her story contained a few inconsistencies. For example, at one point she said that Mark's hands were empty and he was standing still when she discharged the weapon. At a different time during the same interview, Sabrina said that after she picked up the gun, Mark came toward her in an effort to take the gun from her. According to Sabrina, she was thinking to herself, he is going to beat the blank out of me if I don't shoot this gun right now. When Sabrina shot Mark, he was either standing still or he was moving. Both of Sabrina's statements cannot be true. The police were suspicious about Sabrina due to the inconsistencies in her story and, of course, the part where she killed her husband. Sabrina Henley was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. In May 2022, the state's attorney's office released a statement indicating that they performed an extensive review of this case. They could not refute Sabrina's claim of self-defense. Therefore, the murder charge against her was dismissed. The investigators discovered that despite Sabrina having never reported being attacked by Mark, her claims about being the victim of domestic violence were supported by the evidence. Investigators spoke with mental health clinicians who said that many victims of domestic violence do not report the attacks. During an interview with the media, Sabrina made a number of statements, a few examples. She said, quote, I am happy that I'm not going to jail for the rest of my life. There is that, but I'm still sad. I have to live with the fact that a person is no longer alive and that I was forced to be in that position to do that. 
It's something I relive every second of every day. Unquote. When referring to her state of mind at the time of the shooting, Sabrina said, quote, I most definitely thought I was going to die. I would have never in my entire life defended myself for no reason. I ultimately felt like we were all about to die. If I had the ability to leave the situation, I would have left, but I did not. He had me trapped, and he threatened multiple people. I wish this never happened. A lot of people do not understand this, but I love my husband very much, and I do miss him, and I don't understand why it went the way it did, unquote. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today. Now moving to my analysis. When this case was first reported right after the shooting, many people believed that Sabrina was guilty. The case appeared to be clear-cut. She picked up a pistol and shot her husband. Even after the murder charge was dismissed, some people continued to believe that Sabrina was guilty. Others argue that Sabrina is innocent. They say this is another example of the police doing a terrible job at interviewing. They interviewed somebody who was intoxicated and then tried to use inconsistencies against her. They did not tell Sabrina that Mark had died, which meant that she may have softened how she portrayed him in an effort to protect him, like she knew that they would be together again and didn't want him to be in prison or to be even more angry with her. The police acted as though Sabrina's claims of domestic violence were not true because she never reported them. Was Sabrina Henley actually guilty of murder, or was this a case of self-defense? Let's take a look at the evidence both for and against the idea that Sabrina was guilty, starting with the inculpatory factors. Sabrina admitted that she shot her husband, Mark. He was unarmed at the time. The bullet entered his upper back. How could Mark have been charging towards Sabrina and yet be shot in the back? Sabrina did not appear to have any injuries consistent with an attack. Sabrina approached Mark and confronted him. She wanted Mark to apologize. If Sabrina was afraid for her life, and the lives of others, why did she enter the bedroom to confront her husband? 
Moving to the exculpatory factors, during the pool party, Mark was intoxicated and had been violent toward a neighbor and Sabrina's father. Sabrina fled from the house and hid behind a car in the driveway, which is consistent with being afraid. It is reasonable to believe that Mark placed both the knife and the gun on the bed. He produced the knife earlier in the evening when he used it to threaten Sabrina, and he mentioned getting his gun after attacking Mike Irwin. The pistol was registered to Mark. Sabrina did not have any part in making the weapons available. Sabrina did not report domestic violence previously, but there was a history of it in the relationship. Mark was the aggressor, and Sabrina was the victim. When Sabrina was interviewed by the police, they did not tell her that Mark was dead. She was unaware of that fact. Perhaps she was careful about how she answered the questions from the police because she did not want to upset her husband. Sabrina's statements to the police must also be considered in light of the fact that she had been drinking alcohol. Maybe she did not realize what she was saying when she told the police about how Mark was standing still when she discharged the weapon. When Sabrina was alone with Mark in the bedroom, she was wearing a two-piece bikini and she was intoxicated. She was in a fairly vulnerable position. In addition, Mark was six feet tall and weighed over 200 pounds compared to Sabrina at five foot four and 130 pounds. Mark was shot in the back, but perhaps this was because he was reaching out to grab the gun. Therefore, he turned his body sideways to extend his arm. Another possibility was that he was standing perpendicular to Sabrina in kind of a martial arts stance. Perhaps he had seen one too many movies where a martial artist disarms an adversary, or he was simply getting ready to attack. When considering all the evidence, do I think that Sabrina Henley was guilty? This was not a case that the state could win. I think Sabrina was not guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Dismissing the murder charge was the right decision. As far as whether or not Sabrina was guilty in reality, she was alone with Mark in the bedroom when she fired the weapon. There is no way to know exactly what happened. The problem for Mark is that his behavior leading up to the incident makes him look guilty. Mark produced both the knife and the gun. He was willing to attack a neighbor in the pool. He was willing to hold a knife to Sabrina's throat. And he was willing to punch and choke her father. It stands to reason that he was willing to attack Sabrina in the bedroom. If I had to guess, I would say that Sabrina shot Mark out of anger. But again, there is no way to know for certain. She could be completely innocent. Now moving to my thoughts on a few other areas that stood out to me in this case. Item number one, investigators acted as though they never heard the idea that a victim of domestic violence would not report the incidents. I find it impossible to believe that investigators are not aware of this. They did not need a mental health clinician to tell them this information. Which brings me to item number two. Why do victims of domestic violence sometimes fail to report the actions of the perpetrators? There are a few reasons. For example, fear of further attacks, denial, like they can't face the reality of what's going on, financial concerns, like they don't know how they would support themselves without their abusive partner. Hope is a major reason as well. Perpetrators often apologize and say that they'll never do it again and the relationship will be better. The victim believes in the promises of the perpetrator. And embarrassment. Many people don't want to admit that their relationship is in trouble. They do not want to be 
perceived as weak. This brings me to item number three. Some people look at this case and think that Sabrina would never have tried to make Mark look better to the police because she did not realize Mark was dead. Again, this is how some people defend Sabrina. The police did not mention Mark was dead. This led to Sabrina softening how she portrayed him. This, of course, led to Sabrina looking guilty. Why would sparing Mark's feelings be important to Sabrina considering the shooting? How could she believe that she would have a future relationship with Mark? Wouldn't Mark be so angry about the shooting that nothing else Sabrina did or didn't do would really matter at that point? I understand the skepticism regarding Sabrina's statements. It's hard to imagine if Mark had lived, he would have said to Sabrina, I know that you shot me and everything, and that was really unpleasant, but thanks for not telling the police about how I was attacking you. Despite my appreciation of the skeptical view of Sabrina's statements, I think that Sabrina's supporters have a good point with their argument. Sometimes couples are in a relationship that cannot end. At least, that's how they think about it. Therefore, they are always thinking about how the other person is going to react no matter what happens. I would even take it a step further and say that just because the perpetrator dies doesn't necessarily mean the victim is going to portray them harshly. For some people in toxic relationships, not being with their lover is not an option. It never even occurs to them. Death is the only way some couples can be separated, and even then, the person who survives may still consider the relationship to be active. I think that Sabrina absolutely could have softened her portrayal of Mark because she believed he was still among the living, or even if she knew he was dead. Furthermore, I believe that Sabrina really does miss Mark. Item number four, as we have seen in many of the cases I've covered, where there is trouble, alcohol is often not far away lurking in the shadows, or perhaps hanging out by the pool. In this case, it may have contributed to Mark being violent, but it also may have disinhibited Sabrina and allowed her to pull the trigger. Alcohol always finds a way to wreak havoc. Mark being intoxicated was not quite enough to cost him his life, so the alcohol worked through his victim to achieve its goal of destruction. Both people in this case may have underestimated the power of alcohol, or maybe they knew exactly how powerful it was and what it would do to them. Just when alcohol appeared to be quite proud of itself with the damage it caused, it found yet one more way to cause pain by facilitating Sabrina's inconsistent statements to the police. Sabrina was fortunate to escape any potential responsibility in this case, but alcohol always escapes responsibility. People are more willing to forgive alcohol than any other offender on the planet. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.